1: It seems, based on some of the historical writings, this was a common practice. Some of the Jewish priests would, you know, they'd get together, and it's basically a business, you know, as a way to earn a living. They're traveling around looking for people that are demonized. And they would use the name of Solomon. Don't know why. Don't know if it worked. Apparently it did. They were able to build a business around it. Traveling around, and you got a family member that's, Afflicted with a demon, possessed by a demon, and you want him delivered, and okay, 50 bucks, we'll take care of it for you.
0: There are many people out there trying to fleece the flock of God in order to increase their own riches. This has been going on ever since the beginning of the church. Today, Pastor Robert will be encouraging us to study the Word of God so that we can discern when someone is really a wolf in sheep's clothing. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert with part three of today's message.
2: His love is the
1: Was there something special about the hem of Jesus' garment? No. No. Did he need? The physical proximity, no. How do we know that? Well, a centurion. You remember that story? Comes to Jesus. You know, I, need, you know, I need my servant. Needs Jesus. Is like, yeah, let's go to your house. And the guy says, No, no, no. I, you don't even need to come with me. It, it's it's a long way. I, I know that that's not necessary. Speak the word, and he'll be healed. And Jesus said, In effect, you're right. And he is. You can go home. More than once, that was a case. He didn't need to be right there. But we need more often than not that physical point of contact. These people apparently needed that physical point of contact. Maybe they were too ill to come. We don't know the whole story. We don't know everything. We just know that in this situation, God used unusual miracles to heal people and set them free. I am so fascinated by the fact that the demons left people because that's a personal choice. Do you understand that the demonic realm, we're talking about personal beings? We're not talking about negative energy. By the way, I'm going to digress again. I'm so convinced that, that we're getting close to the rapture of the church. Jesus is coming back. Look back at verse 11. It's human ignorance and greed at work. God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. All this stuff's going on. Demons are leaving people. Verse 13, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now think about that. Just think about it. Some of the traveling itinerant Jewish exorcists. Now that implies there were more than a few, right? I mean, there's at least more than one group doing this. And some of them got the bright idea, took it upon themselves. What does that imply? Nobody told them to do this. They just decided, hey, it's working for Paul. Maybe it'll work for us. It seems, based on some of the historical writings, this was a common practice. Some of the Jewish priests would, you know, they'd get together, and it's basically a business, you know, as a way to earn a living. They're traveling around looking for people that are demonized. And they would use the name of Solomon. Don't know why. Don't know if it worked. Apparently it did. They were able to build a business around it. Traveling around, and you got a family member that's, afflicted with a demon, possessed by a demon, and you want him delivered, and okay, 50 bucks, we'll take care of it for you. Nothing's changed. Do you understand? This, this stuff's, it's, Nothing's changed since the beginning. And so they would, they would do this. Well, this group, there's a specific group mentioned here. Look at it with me. Verse 14, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. So you've got these these seven brothers, and they're traveling around. This is their little business. They're entrepreneurs. They're going from town to town, place to place, looking for people with a demon. And they hit the family up, you know. The guy's driving a Bentley, $2,500. We'll take care of it for you. No problem. Get that demon right right out of your kid. And then they realize that, well, from what we're hearing, this guy Paul, see, he's doing this stuff in the name of this guy Jesus, whoever that is, and it's working. Without fail, 100% success rate. And so they decide, hey, if it works for him, it worked for us. makes perfect sense. Ignorance and greed. So they find this guy who's demonized, and they, you know, we command you or we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Verse 15, the evil spirit answered them. That's not a good sign. Right off the bat, he's talking back. You know, that's something that when, when we've got, our, our kids are at the age, you know, we're realizing we need to start teaching them about, you know, a little bit more carefully about responding to authority. You know, how, how do you interact with a boss? You know, things like that. You realize that a lot of people never learn that? When I was a little boy, um, one sure way to be severely punished was what my grandmother and my mother called sass. Anybody know what sass means? A couple of you know what sass. It's disrespectful backtalk, being sassy. That's right. Talking back. Well, apparently this demon was sassy. Verse 15, the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. Who are you? Now, this was a challenge in case you don't understand. Verse 16, Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. In the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled fifty thousand pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Listen, there's a very, very important thing taking place here. Such an important principle that I want you to understand. There's a there's a big controversy in chaplaincy work and that kind of thing these days concerning praying in the name of Jesus. Excuse me. And it's a serious issue because we need to be free. Um, to pray to who we pray to, right? I don't pray to a generic God. I pray to the one true and living God. And the Bible says that, that I come to him in the name of the Lord Jesus. But what does that mean? Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It's not a formula. It doesn't mean that if at the end of my prayer or at the beginning, I simply say, in the name of Jesus, that it truly is in the name of Jesus. And let me illustrate my point here. If I give you my credit card number and I say, listen, the church printer, it, it broke. It, it broke. And so I need, you to, I need you to run over to Office Depot and get another one. I'm sending you, right, as my representative, as a representative of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, more accurately, to buy a printer for the use of... Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, right? You're going to bring it back. We're going to put it in there. We're going to use it. Now, that's all well and good. But what if the next day you realize, I need a printer. i got his credit card number. Let me just go get a printer. And you go back, and, and you're still in the name of, you know, Robert Fountain or in the name of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. You know, you've got the credit card number. You're there. You know, is that legitimate? Shake your head this way. No, it's not. What do we call that? We call it fraud. We call it fraud. You have misrepresented yourself. You've presented yourself as being a representative of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, and you've got this, you've got the, you know, you've got this in right, you know, you've got the credit card number, but no, you're not representing in that situation, in that instance, you're not representing Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Now, I'll give you another example. What if one of my kids decides to um, go to one of the neighbors you know and and uh, borrow their car my kids aren 't old enough to drive but just go with me on this use your imagination my dad is really really sick he told me to come over I need to take him to the doctor and and, and I need to use your car he told me to come and, and oh yeah sure here's the keys and he, and he goes off and and I had nothing to do with that see that it, now it's car theft even if he's just taking it for a joy ride he's misrepresented there's a do you understand what i'm driving at maybe i'm stretching the point a little bit but there's a misrepresentation there's a fraudulent representation and see here's the thing we do this as christians all the time we do it all the time in our prayers because we we go to the father with our own agenda and say we're representing the lord jesus when in fact what we're representing is our desire oh god you got to just In the name of Jesus, I claim that $30 million lottery. In the name of Jesus. His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, mainthingradio.com. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio.
1: We are so blessed to be able to share God's written word through these broadcasts. And it's the generosity of people like you that makes it possible. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? Any amount is helpful and appreciated. And for any donation of $20 or more, we'll send you a copy of 30 days, a 30-day practical introduction to reading the Bible by author Nikki Gumbel. You know, reading God's Word is an essential part of learning about Him and growing in your relationship, but the Bible can be a dawning book to tackle. This guide will give you 30 passages from both the Old Testament and the New Testament that are accompanied by helpful commentary and suggested prayers. It's designed to get you into the study of God's Word, and if you'd like more information, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click donate at the top of the page.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert, and thanks for being part of what we do here. We hope you join us again for another edition of Main Thing Radio.